0: Family, it's your boy Trader Realist from Real Last Conversations, and this is the bonus episode. This is Real Talk with your boy Trader Realist. Here's a new segment I want to give. I might start putting it exclusively on my Patreon. So if you subscribe to that, you'll start getting new bonus episodes weekly. This is kind of like a QA. This week I asked a lot of my followers and a lot of my family about questions they want me to dig into, and they sent me a few. So I got my boy Ian over here. What's going on? I had him here earlier for episode number nine. I kind of want to, you know, add him and a them into this whole situation so i'm about to dig into the first question a lot of people know that i love podcasts one of my girl jasmine asked me name my top five podcasts. i don't know if you listen to a lot of podcasts ian but i actually do so i actually do have a
1: top five mm-hmm. do you listen to a lot of podcasts i try to listen to them from time to time but i do have some people that I do listen to so
0: okay so you know how to give your top five I just give you the top ones you like
1: definitely joe budden his podcast that he usually have with his people in New Jersey. I fucks with his shit. I think it's called Drink Champs. The shit that um, Noriega has. I, I fuck with yeah, Drink yeah. Champs. Uh, obviously, Joe Rogan. Be able to have a different insight of, you know, everything that's going on. I forget old boy's name. He was on TMZ. I like his podcast. The dude that got fired. The black dude. You talking about uh, Lathan? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's cool. I, I, I fuck with his movement. You know what I'm saying? His, his journey. I fucks with his shit. And there's another one, but I forget, like. Like I said, you know, I try to get from time to time, but I be so damn busy, man. I'm like, shit, you know, I try to catch an episode from here and there. But those are the people I do listen to.
0: So, uh, you know, the basic one is the Breakfast Club. Oh, I, yeah. I don't have uh no East Coast radio station. So, just to hear Charlemagne talk shit, I'll pay for that shit every time. So, <laughs> I'm tuned into that. Yeah. Following that, I also listen to the, the Brilliant Idiot Show. And that's with Charlemagne And also, it has Schultz on there. Mm-hmm. And these two motherfuckers are funny as hell. They just talk about anything. And really, uh, Schultz is really getting real big. Andrew Schultz is a comedian. Okay, he like a tall, lanky white boy. He used oh to yeah, yeah he's yeah. be on Guy Code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. motherfucking dumb. funny as hell, man. And I actually like his comedy because he's not afraid to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. I feel like as long as it's funny, it's good to go. Word. All right. So the next episode I will uh, say is the comedy trap house. That's from that group, uh, Dormtainment. Okay. They drop it, I think, every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I like it because they they talk about just everyday things. And they're also in Hollywood, so they meet a lot of celebrities and tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And I actually kind of aspire to be that one day. I actually get inspiration listening to their podcast. Sometimes I also dig their brain to see what I can add to my podcast and make it better.
1: Word, word, word.
0: All right. So this is probably for like, you know, for for the nerds out there, but I listen to Busted Open as well. <laughs> Busted open is a <laughs> it's not it's not no porn, nothing like that. It's actually a, a wrestling podcast. It has a uh, Bubba Ray back in the day from uh, the Dully Boys. Oh, my man. <laughs> yeah, they got him and they got Mark Henry on there and they basically talk about wrestling all day and it's <laughs> it's pretty it's, it's I know it sounds strange, but I, I'm, I'm interested in it. Like They talk about a lot of good things, so I stay tuned in. But yeah, it's called Busted Open. They drop like three episodes a week, and Damn. wrestling actually starting to get interesting again. Me actually listening to that podcast gave me back into wrestling. Yeah, I know I'm a lame, but fuck it. Like, I got to own up to it.
1: Man, ain't nothing wrong with that shit, man. Ain't nothing like, wrong. Shit, like, I'm about to say, hey, what it get people to people's elbow if they got some like, problems. Like, for real, know. Fuck, fuck them, them hoes, that. man. I'm RKO anybody. Exactly. Out of that. nowhere. <laughs> And uh,
0: I'm gonna end off with the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, and yeah. the Joe Rogan show is just a show where you can learn literally anything. Yeah, it's different. People open up a lot on that show. A too. lot. They and they he and he, and he has actual specialists on there. He wants not have like random people like me just coming up to saying their opinions. Mm-hmm. He had actual scientists on there, people that actually study what they what they talking about, mm-hmm. and it's so in depth. He's the only person I know who can have a two hour podcast, and I stay tuned to every last word.
1: You know who you should also check out too? Um, Sugar Ray Leonard apparently got one.
0: Man, I'm gonna listen to Mike Tyson. How about this? Bro,
1: he had this one clip where he was showing, like he was just explaining like how you know he fears going back to that old person he was, but like he misses it in the same sense. And I'm like,
0: damn! If you don't sit your old ass down, sugary <laughs> Leonard, man, you pass your prime. Let it go. Um, uh, and I kind of want to give some, uh, give like my top three new podcasts I'm listening to lately. These are like people that I like are like not a famous person, but I feel like one day they can be famous. And that's uh one of them is a pretty lit combo. My homegirl Jasmine on there. Okay, she's got my homegirl Kanisha to join. So they about the. Have a lot of good shit for you guys, so please tune uh, tune in. I also listen to my boy, your man's, and I'm live on Instagram. You know Kyrie, remember Kyrie from my like, uh, high, high school?
1: Kyrie,
0: uh, yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie classed.
1: Sound. I would have to see a face, dude. man. I'm,
0: I'm gonna show you it, man. Like he has a show with like four or five of his homeboys on mm-hmm. the East Coast, and they be having some great ass topics. And I like, I about to steal a lot of their topics on this episode. <laughs> so don't get mad at me, my boy Kyrie. But shout out to y'all. And uh, the last one I'm gonna say is uh, Axe Vibes. Yeah, Axe Vibes. Uh, actually, seen her social media through my homegirl Jasmine's social media. Mm-hmm. I tuned in and I like it, yo. You got a, a nice ass voice. Whoever, well, I forgot, Mimi, you have a nice ass voice for radio. Yo. You, hey, you you gonna go a very <laughs> long way. And I actually like what she be talking about. So I'm, I'm definitely tuned in. And I'm gonna actually tag all of them. And, like, my uh, post on Instagram when I do post this video. Word. So, please tune into those people.
1: Where I got to see who Mimi look like.
0: You know Mimi? <laughs> you know Mimi? Me, 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 you know Mimi? Me, me, you know, yeah. <laughs> hey. It's like, no. Nah, but for real, Mimi, if you ever want to collaborate, I would love to. If you're in the Dallas area, I actually do think you have a great product. Same thing with, with uh, Kyrie and your man's in them live. If I'm ever out in your area, yo, have the homeboy on, man. Because we got to connect and uh, do this together. Because that's the only way we'll grow. The next question is from my boy <laughs> Kojo Al
1: what's up Kojo shout out to Kojo
0: and my homeboy said do you believe in fate
1: damn Kojo you had to go fuck my head up with that shit damn bro um i believe everything happens for a reason i wouldn't say fate but just pretty much like if if it was meant to be it was meant to be like you know that's kind of like how and when i go to the grocery store if i see if i'm thinking about something like damn i want to go get me some oreos and shit right and it's like the last Oreo. package <laughs> yeah i'm I'm about, to, <laughs> I'm about to put some little you know comic relief in this uh, the this topic with me um answering these questions but like if i seen like a last pack of oreos i'm like damn man i want to get some oreos and i look at it and it's the last pack i'm like yo it was meant for me then after that i cop that shit then i'm like damn like i know i didn't need to spend that extra three dollars but fuck it it was the last one but yeah yeah it kind of re- relates to that you know what i'm saying like if it was meant to be it was meant to be so shout out to the <laughs> oreos head ass no
0: nah, i'm not gonna fall for that do I believe in fate yes and no uh to kind of answer that in a better detail is I feel like you have let's say that you're in a room you have four different doors mm-hmm. it's your choice to choose which door you want to go through True. so I feel like your actions basically lead you to like a, a possibility yeah I feel like we have like different courses and like that we can take but it depends on what type of actions you take whether it's bad actions like you know spending all your what money when you're young wasting it doing mm-hmm. drugs shit like that, or whether you invest in your money, mm-hmm. make million-dollar moves. I feel like everybody does have a have an ending, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's more than one ending to the story. I feel like it's one of the movies where it's like, all right, you can uh, click this scene for scene B. What's good, family? It's your boy, Trader Rules from Real Last Conversations, and I get a question all the time. How do I make a podcast? And what I make my podcast on is anchor.fm. Anchor is a free app that allows you to make your podcast anywhere from your phone or your computer. You can make money off of this, so please add to your podcast either in the beginning or in the middle. That's free game right there. You have everything in one place, so please download the Anchor free app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Please, let's make this money together, y'all. Love see how this ends mm-hmm. see how that ends i really just think it is based off of what you do in your life so i say yes or no because i feel like if, if life was predetermined that's pretty scary that means like nothing, nothing i do matters <laughs> yeah. like if i'm meant to die tomorrow i'm meant to die tomorrow and uh i don't want to live in that type of life so uh kojo out that was a good uh, question <laughs> all right so uh when i said i was gonna steal my boy your man's numb topic he was actually talking about something really interesting it was about Dwayne Wade and his son, mm. or or his daughter. All right, I want to be respectful here. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. And one of the topics was, would you let your child decide what sex they were when they was young, like when they're at the age of fourteen, thirteen, preteens.
1: I will let my child do what they feel as though is right for them.
0: And, be, and before and before we go further, yeah. dig deeper in this, because I really didn't even know that the topic like that, like, your yeah. yeah, man's in the lie, put me on. So, apparently, I guess, Dwayne Wade's daughter was doing research on the whole sexuality thing when she was seven. I think she's 14 now. So, I think, like, two years ago, she sat down, D. Wade and Gabrielle Union was just like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't think I'm gay. I just identified as being a female now i've been doing my research for a couple years now this is how i feel so going off of that like how would you feel as a father if your son came to you was like i identify as a female
1: knowing that like i said you know i'm kind of old-fashioned i come from a different background in regards to growing up whatever my child feels though is right for them and they actually did some type of research like they actually brought some substance to it i'm gonna rock with it that's my child, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like it will be hard for me to sit there and say, oh no, you know, what the fuck you talking about? You got a dick. What the fuck you talk about? You a woman for? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> respect? Yeah. Like my whole thing is like, if this is what you feel as though you are more comfortable in, then shoot. Go for it. Because at the end of the day, I want you to be the best that you could be. All
0: right. So what if your, your son say you want to have a sex change at 14?
1: I'm going to say you got sex change money? Like the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, that's what's going to bring motherfuckers back to reality. Like, hey, you want a sex change? Hey, man. You know, just like how it is if we ain't got McDonald's in the house and you got McDonald's money, you buy that McDonald's food if you need it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if you got sex change money, go ahead. Fuck it. I'll sign off the consent papers and all that shit, but you yeah. ain't going to ask me for the money. My whole thing is to help you get an education and at the same time, you know, help you become a better you. Now, in regards to a sex change, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, you know, going another level. You know what I'm saying? That's that's they're asking for a lot of money with this shit now. You know what I'm saying? So it's got to be like I said, if my child had the like the information and did the research. Then yeah, I'm gonna fully support it. But like, if they just jump out the blue and say, "Hey, you know, I want to be, I want to have a sex change," I'm like, "Hey, you know, you know, my money right now is going to your ed- education. You know what I'm saying? I can't just be jumping in for like a whole sex change now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be difficult for me to be able to save the money for it. But at the same time, I'll have to like really know if that's their final decision like I want to know okay how much thought you put into this you know what I'm saying okay
0: I I, I can feel you on that this is my my thoughts on this I want to I want to say tread lightly but just use my words carefully in this because I know this is a very serious topic and a lot of people are are affected by this on a daily on a daily basis in the trans LGBTQ uh, community Mm -hmm. so I don't want to make light of the situation let's start from the whole beginning if my son was to come to me and tell me like hey dad this is how I feel I identify as this I've been thinking about this I've been researching this for about three or four years now, this is what I feel. I would respect my child yeah. regardless. That's my son my or my daughter. I would have to respect that and uh, just show that he has a safe place at home.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: You got to do that. But when it comes to the sex change, first of all, you can't have a sex change until you're 18. <laughs> legally. I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about legally. Like, you, can't, like, you can't have it until you're 18 oh, legally. Oh, shit. See, I don't even know all oh, that. And... Another thing, I was watching a Breakfast Club interview. It was somebody that was a... who was transgender. I don't know the uh, the person's name. I'm sorry about that. But they were saying, as a kid, you shouldn't take away the male hormones because that also interferes with the whole puberty process. Mm. So that can mess with them immensely as they're growing up. Mm. And I talked to one of my coworkers. He was saying, a brain's not fully developed. A human brain's not fully developed until you're 26.
1: I ain't know that. I mean, it makes sense, though. That kind of yeah. like goes back to what I was telling you last episode if, uh you don't fully understand what you need to do until like, you're 25. So. That's what I'm saying. He
0: was saying, like you don't know what she... Like, like your brain not fully developed to make logical decisions till you 25 26. Mm-hmm. so for you say' at 14 that's that's amazing at 14 I wanted to be a wrestler like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying I wanted to be the rock I wanted to be stone cold but is that what I want to be now no like you change every every day yeah. but I feel like you should give the child the freedom to express themselves and to learn themselves mm-hmm. so I will let my child express themselves and learn themselves but also be realistic like yo like this not look good upon like people are going to make fun of you you going yeah. to be a target yeah. If you ready for all of this, you can do that. And this goes to this other point. This is what some of my boy Kyrie and his homeboy say too. Mm-hmm. He was saying that, do you feel like money changes the situation? And when I say money, mm-hmm. they were saying maybe D-Wade's daughter has the privilege to do that because she's in a better community. She can go to a private school where kids probably won't attack her, won't hit her. And she has the money and comfort to have security. So mm-hmm. you promoting this on this kind of scale for D-Wade and Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. for for normal kids who don't have that type of money and security yeah that's almost like a death sentence in some places and that's real shit like kids die over this
1: yeah they do yeah
0: kids are some of the coolest people in this world that's something my dad told me when I was young is that cool that that kids are cruel and that shit is so true like I don't care what you say if you put a whole bunch of kids in one room for a week one of them kids going to be severely hurt and yeah. that's the sad part about it that's the one issue I kind of do have with it is just that you know a lot of kids don't have the money and protection to they stay away from the harm like D-Wade can do for his daughter mm. so it's kind of like you know hard for to see D-Wade almost promoted so much because it's like alright like everybody don't have the money you have yeah. to put their child in that situation where they could be that free. yeah, And like they were saying, almost like, you know, people with money or white people, they have more chances to fail. Yeah. Like people of color, people of poverty, we don't have too many chances to fail. I'm not saying I'm, I'm poor. I'm not, I'm not poor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I put myself in that situation, but I'm just saying, like, figuratively speaking, yeah, we have less chances to fail. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, you really have to tread lightly with what you want to do in this life. Mm. So I feel like That's that was true. I really felt like that was a, a good topic about your mans and them live. And it really did make me think outside the box because I never really thought about the money aspect.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is true. I think what I what I would say about that would be if you are in a situation where you are starting to, you know, double think your gender and you feel as though that you are right with a, within a different gender or you feel as though that you will better you you better identify as the opposite gender educate me you know what i'm saying lead me towards either a documentary or probably like somebody that had life experiences you know what they've been through what they were exposed to for them to have a better understanding in regards to why they identify as the opposite gender because me personally i may be ignorant to it by just thinking that okay y'all only think about this only because of what's been advertised on tv so that's just my pure ignorance right now so allow me uh, Allow me to have the opportunity to be educated on knowing why you feel that way, I would say, so I could be able to better understand and comprehend so I'm not as ignorant that I am right now. And I would take accountability of saying that only because no one has led me towards the right direction of understanding why they think like that. So I'm going to just leave it on that.
0: All right. So I got another one from a girl named Coop Theritis. All right. Coop Theritis. Okay. She said, uh, why do men engage in things they aren't ready for? Why do um, females engage in I'm just I'm yeah, joking. Well, I mean, yeah, it
1: can go both ways. Like, cause why? Damn. Damn. The, I can see why they call you the greatest. Holy shit. Um, Why do men engage in things that they're not ready for? Um, I would say the thrill, I guess. The thrill just to see how it is i know me i i usually don't fuck with shit that i'm not familiar with so like if someone says oh well, let's say for example um oh man because it's so funny like with me being in i guess people will say the nerd position in the army like you know a lot of kids do a lot of stupid shit so apparently this one thing i found I was called larping it's called live action role play bro fucked my whole head up right larping yeah live action role play believe me if you look it on youtube it's got some hits on there and i'm like this shit existed So when they told me about it, I was like, they was like, yeah, you. They, they didn't even ask me, to tell me what if I knew what it was. They said, yo, you trying to join the LARPing group? I said, what the fuck is a LARPing group, bro? So after that, I was like, you know what? Nah, I ain't just join no shit I don't know about. So I typed in what's LARPing, bro. When I tell you, I was on Reddit for like a whole fucking night reading that shit. I was like, yo, these motherfuckers doing this shit. And I was like, oh hell no. I was like, I ain't trying to do no live action role play. What the fuck you think? I, that's some Final Fantasy character or some shit, bro. And I was like, oh hell no. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm cool off that and everything. But it was all with me researching. Just to bring that point, you know yeah. what I'm saying? For a lot of guys, they just do it just to, you know, see how it becomes for them. Or I guess you could say, you know, taking that that leap of faith. Saying, okay, well, if I, you know, try it out, what's the worst can happen? But I guess, you know, um, with her question, uh, th- that was a female, right? Yeah. Okay, all right, just Her
0: name, Tierra, too.
1: Oh, Tiara. all right, cool. Yeah. I'll stick with Tierra, yeah. To go back to your questions here, I guess um, because it could be very broad in regards to how you say, you know, a lot. What, why do guys engage in things that they're not ready for? So I guess I could just stick towards one genre, which would be, um, I guess relationship or marriage. Is usually because what what they see surrounding them. You know, you could be that one guy that's uh, that that player within the group of guys that he's associated with, and then once he started noticing everybody's getting married, he just thinks that okay. This is something I need to do. It, I would just say the thrill. Some guys do that for the thrill. Me, nah, I'm, I'm too old for that shit. I can't just do shit for the thrill because I'm like, shit, you know, I may fuck around and get injured doing the fucking shit that y'all motherfuckers be doing. Fuck, motherfucker, you 27, my guy. All right, all right. <laughs> bro, old soul. So, <laughs> nah, I feel you on that. Uh, old soul.
0: <laughs> to uh, answer your question, Tierra, I got two outlets on it. I got the the typical guy answer simply because. Y'all let us. Like, <laughs> I know that sounds fucked up, but it's true. It's kind of like say a kid steals some candy and he got away with it. Like you said, that that thrill. Like you know, you can get away with it. Like so, I mean, a lot of y'all girls let men get to the prize without even putting a title on it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you already say you already set yourself up for failure because with a lot of guys, once they get that that good, they don't care about nothing else. So sometimes it's a whole all about the thrill of the chase for for a lot of men. So they feel like you harder to get or harder to obtain, they feel like less men probably been with you and that you're more of a valuable asset. I know that kind of sounds chauvinistic, but that's how some guys really think. The whole point of it is just like guys just got to realize that just because we can don't mean we should. Yeah. But like I said, we live in the real world, and not everybody's perfect. And some people really just don't give a True, fuck. Man. Yeah, man. Some people really just don't give a fuck. But for me, what was my reasoning? I think just because I ain't know the work that really was put into it. Sometimes you might want something, but don't know the work that goes into it. Like mm-hmm. maybe I want to be a gold medalist, but I don't want to fucking run. My hurdles, are, you know what I'm saying? I don't, don't want to run hurdles all day. Yeah, I ain't trying to run hundred meter hundred meter sprints until my fucking legs collapse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I probably thought I wanted it, but after I went through a couple practices, I was like, man, it's not cut off for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. sometimes that happens. Sometimes you might sign up for a job you're not qualified for. Mm. You got the good attentions in the beginning, but throughout it, you like, no, I can't. I can't fulfill these needs. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. And also I think the final thing is just timing. So that was back probably when I really didn't want a relationship for real. I probably thought I did, but I really wasn't in the mental space to be like, All right, you gotta make some grown man decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I feel like I'm in that space now. So I feel like all those all three of those answers kinda sums up the different mindsets of a man when it comes to why don't we uh Settle down
1: yeah, it's, it's That's what I'm saying That's a little shaky subject I mean it's It's good that That's a question That's being brought up But it's like But you like Another
0: thing And you know You know the ain't shit niggas Either too You know what I'm saying Like <sighs> yeah, these know girls Know the that. guys that ain't shit Yeah So okay. You need to text back Steve Jacob Whoever you think Is a lame ass dude in you and get DMs And be with the guy You know gonna do right
1: Yeah Exactly
0: Cause a lot of y'all females Y'all be on the same shit Yeah so I ain't trying to go for all of that, man.
1: What other questions we got? Who else? Who else is out there? Shout out to Tiara for that question, though. I fucks with that question. Got my whole mind jogging and shit. I ain't trying to run the day and shit. You so
0: I got one for uh, Bria. I love you, Bahati, and she said, "Why are people so afraid of healing?" I'm always curious to ask people that question when they tell me about their troubles. They rather hold a grudge or move on than heal.
1: I guess that's it. Rolls back to being immune. You know, it was a point in my life where I was like, "Why heal if I know I'm going to get another cut?"
0: That emo ass shit.
1: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> damn! But I mean, it's real shit though. Nah, nah, <laughs> that nah, emo. nah, that's real, bro. That's like, real. <laughs> damn, you got nah, me feel nah. like a hot topic associate. Shout out to Hot Topic, I fucks with them. But um, damn, yeah, like, like in my head, I was like, you know, why, why do I feel as though that I should heal if I'm going to go through another trial in my life? You know what I'm saying? I could say I've been through that too cuz like there was times where I was like damn like a, a new year, I wouldn't say a new year, a new me. I'm just like a new year and the same old bullshit. It got to a point where I started thinking like that because I was like, I know some dumb shit's gonna happen. So I was like, you know, what's the purpose of me trying to heal from what I'm going through? You know, the previous years. I would say it's just because you know it doesn't lead me towards more disappointments when I don't expect a lot of shit. I don't, I don't get disappointed, and that's kind of like how I've been running with my life right now. Like I don't really expect a lot from a lot of people. So like when people say, hey, you know, hey, I, I tried doing this but it fucked up, and I'm sorry, but it fucked this up, and I know this was, you know very, you know, precious to you. I'm like, oh, ah, yeah, ain't no problem. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got no issue with it, you know? So I try not to let a lot of things affect me. And But look, like, deep down, I know it's affecting me, but it's like, what's the purpose of trying to, you know, mend something that I just know is either, either going to get worse or just, you know, is eventually going to heal through time because time heals everything.
0: Yeah, and I uh, I don't know because I feel like I sometimes I have a problem with healing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it's the fact that maybe I don't know sometimes a source of the pain
1: mm, that's
0: or sometimes i'm a person that i'm so strong-minded i'd be like all right shave. you get the fuck over it like it's not that deep yeah when maybe deep down inside i'm still suffering from something mm-hmm. so it's, it's just kind of weird for some people sometimes people stay in a certain situation because they're comfortable and that's kind of their safe place they're happy with being the victim mm-hmm. and other times people just don't know how to go about finding the right healing Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's like a double edged sword sometimes, Bria. So, those are my two answers for that topic. But mm-hmm. that kind of goes into the next one of my next uh, listeners' uh, questions. Mm-hmm. Her name is Life a Radiohead. Oh, okay. And she was basically talking about the whole Pete Davidson interview with uh, Charlemagne the God. Did you listen to that?
1: Nah, I didn't peep that. What, what was going on in that interview?
0: All right, so I didn't see the part where he said he wanted to adopt the baby with his his mother. But the part I did see was he was talking to Charlemagne about oversharing with your partner. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he feel that, that it's a problem when he overshares with his partner because he feels like whenever he goes on a first date, he tells the person everything that's going on with him because he don't want nothing to come up later on where you just be surprised about something and just leave him so he'll just like so say like you know you go on a date with a girl and you tell her i suffer from ptsd and i cut myself yeah, yeah from time yeah. to time mm-hmm. he'll be like you know sometimes some females will get with him and just like leave with them because they can't handle it yeah like some girls will leave them all together so he said sometimes he just feel uncomfortable dating in his generation because he just don't feel like he can be open with nobody no more because it's just like it's oversharing the problem especially with somebody that is like him where he said he feel like
1: he need that's something he has to do so are you saying it's something, should, should you overshare your, pretty much your, the question? No,
0: no, it's oversharing a problem. So, okay, so a better way to phrase this yeah. is oversharing a problem on the first few dates.
1: Oh, yeah, I would agree. Only because it's like, it's a right time and right place for everything. So,
0: but real, real quick, so would you rather have some a girl tell you all her issues? Like, I got four baby dads on date number four,
1: or would you rather her tell you that in the beginning? Um, I would say after the first few dates, tell me about that. Only, and there's a reason why behind it. Nah. nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna tell you there's a reason why behind it. I got, I got a reason behind my madness. So, my very first date, I want to know more about you. I understand that people come with baggage. There's no issue with that, right? But my whole thing is is that if I'm getting to know you, it allows me to be able to know who you are as a person. So like everything that, that follows you, the more you explain to me, I would be like, all right, cool. You know, this is, you know, something that can be an issue, but I already know you as a person. So we could probably like tweak some stuff a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I give people the benefit of the doubt. At the same time, if someone does overshare it, purposely on the first date then i can like make my judgment at that point like saying okay this is someone i want to rock out with or not but you know it will it all depends based off like that vibe i'm getting you know
0: man after i actually heard everything mm-hmm. i'd rather just hear it all in the beginning because that's true i don't want to learn day four or five after i spent hundreds of dollars on dates mm-hmm. after i get emotionally invested that you got five baby dads Mm-hmm. 3 of them crazy. One is in jail. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, I don't need all that drama. Mm-hmm. Like I rather you let me know in the beginning so I can make the the proper decision of whether I want to stay with her or not. Mm-hmm. At least I know, like shit, I'm the one that stayed here. It wasn't like I felt like I was goaded into some. I feel like oversharing can be problematic to people that aren't used to talking about themselves. But I feel like that's something that comes with our generation. Like we're so used to being behind a phone screen
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not being vulnerable. I feel like people are just afraid to be vulnerable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when when you're with your wife, your lover, your best yeah. friend, what's the main thing you want to be able you want to be able to do? Be vulnerable. You want to be able to feel safe. And feel like, all right, this person's not going to judge you mm-hmm. on your skeletons in your closet. This person's going to rock with you regardless. Yeah. So no, I'd rather you be up, up up front in the beginning. Now, if you tell me you're cutting yourself, I, don't, I mean, it's up to me whether I want to stick around with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say like... <laughs> I'm just going to take it on. I had one of my uh, female friends, uh, Sharon, saying that I just feel like the person not strong enough that they don't stay around. I don't feel like it's about you being strong enough. Mm-hmm. It's about what you want to let into your life. Because if you let negative energy into your life, that can affect people around you. Yeah. And you don't want to do that with somebody you just met. I feel like that's like a soul tie in a way. And you don't want to feel like, I feel like that's almost like you pitying a person. Honestly, you want to help the person find help in everything, but yeah. I don't know. The relationship thing, might have to wait until the help is actually complete.
1: Uh, yeah, that, I can agree with you on that one. I can agree with that. That It makes sense. It makes sense. What I would say for an addition for that would be, if you feel as though that you, you are comfortable with sharing something with me, then go ahead and share it with me. But I'd rather have, like, if you have a dark secret that you know is something that you want to explain to me and you just don't know the right time for it, then you come to me when it's the right time for you. Now, if it's something that you know That is like a dark secret that would affect me. But then let's say I find out from a different source. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be pissed as shit. Because I'm like, yo, this is something you shouldn't like let me know right right off the rip. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's going to affect me. Now I got a fucking problem. Because now I have no, I I can't trust you. It's very hard for me to be able to get in those type of situations. So I'm not really knowledgeable about it. Because even with me being on the first day, I peep a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if I start scoping shit and I start hearing different things, I start connecting dots. I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, I got catfish bro. I got catfish. <laughs> I got catfish. Man, let me tell you something, right? So, the shorty was on Tinder, and, you know, obviously, I'm like, I'm on Tinder because I'm like, I'm new to Texas. I don't know who the fuck's out there and shit. The girl had photos, and I'm like, all right, cool. The photos look good and everything. We're talking, talking. Now, it should have been my idea to FaceTime, but like I said, I give the people the benefit of the doubt. I know it was going to be like this, doubt, bro. I'm telling you. Like, I rolled up to the crib, mm. and when I tell you, it was like someone done distorted the photos, like Photoshop and shit. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? So...
0: Was she? Was she? What? Like, was the body type different? Was the yeah. face different,
1: bro? It was like you know, you know how people was comparing Martin Lawrence on Bad Boys. He was like small, medium, and large. Yeah, this was Bad Boys Nine, bro. Like, Goddamn. Like, yeah, I know it was one of those, bro. But at the end of the day, I was still respectful, though. People will call me a dickhead. So I don't mean, give a fuck. So you ain't hit fuck no i ain't hit bro nah no, I, I know where i put my dick at let's just say that bro that like i, I that's mm-hmm. me and my standards I, nah fuck so, that no so you don't fuck
0: with the big girls want the big girls no love nah
1: bro I, I fuck with the big girls you know what i'm saying but at the same time it's like she lied you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like she she lied. was a big girl that lied, she lied. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know that I, I had my one shot and she thought i was gonna spend the night but i was like nah i gotta i gotta I got to go back to the crib. I got to go back on base and shit. So, you know, but I still was respectful, though. You know what I'm saying? So no woman can knock me on that. I still took her out. Still took her. And my dumb ass took her. I didn't know it was a healthy joint. So I was like, fuck. I was like, damn, I really fucked up on this one. Like, literally salad was the top thing in there. And I was like, damn. Uh, I was like, dickhead alert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, oh, man. damn. I, I
0: kind of had a, a similar story. So if anything, I'm going to look way worse than you because you actually <laughs> I feel like you made that a little bit sound a little bit more better than it, than it should have been. But uh, it's an app called Hinge. Oh, I and know And I uh, swipe right on this girl, you know. I should have known someone wrong. It was just, like, all face shot. But she had, like, a pretty face. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, man, fuck it. Like, why not? So, you know, we talking. Everything interesting. And she was like, hey, I just want to talk to you on the phone real quick. So I said, okay, we can talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. Get on the phone. This girl got a whole British accent, like. Like mm. straight British accent Damn So I'm like alright pretty, That's pretty kind of Like sexy to me in a way So I'm talking to her She told me she's from London And everything And we vibing So right, let's Let's go get something to eat This Saturday I told mm. her And she agreed to it You know we get out i wait in there For like you know 10-15 minutes For her to get inside She get inside And she like a big girl And you know Ain't nothing wrong With the big girls But I, I'm a big guy myself Yeah It's just that you know I don't know There's too much heat With two big people get. To, it's too much You know Too much going on <laughs> But you know she was still pretty and everything, so I was like, you know what, like let me just see where the night goes. Yeah. So you know we talking and like I can tell like she's just feeling the kid, and I'm just saying like damn, like all right, this is a a good person. Let me just see how person. Maybe I might like like the personality, you know? Yeah. So we just talking and I'm just trying to see that she's real clingy and I don't really like clingy, so that's like the the first red flag.
1: Mm, I feel you on that
0: one. So the first time she come over. I think she probably wanted some dick. I wasn't really uh down for it. I just wasn't attracted f- f- like physically yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kinda held off on it. Fast forward to the third night, she finally came over. She was just like, Yeah, I wanna like, you know, like get a kiss from you and everything. I'm like, all right, all right, that's all right. I said we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and you can, you hear my voice that you know, I really didn't want to do that. So <laughs> but uh I said, Yeah, we can do that. So, you know, we started kissing and like she just sucked on my bottom lip, like vigorously. <laughs> And I'm just like, what are you doing? And She was like, I'm sucking your bottom lip. I was like, so you don't like use tongue and like that? She was like, nah. She was like, I like. don't like using tongue. And I was like, well, that's why I like. I like when a girl like you know sucking my tongue. You know, do all that type of shit. She was like, all right, cool. So you know what I do? Put my tongue out. This girl bit my fucking tongue. <laughs> oh shit. Like for real, for real, and I'm like, I was like, oh. damn, I, I almost got. Like, you, you ever get almost hurt with somebody like, what the fuck you just do that for? Oh yeah, bro, it's been some time. <laughs> and She was just like, she was like, she was like, she was like, you ain't like that. I was like, no, you just bit my damn tongue. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she was just like, she, I was just like, you know what? I said, can I? I said, can I just get some head, yo? Like, I said, I said, let me just get some head. Like, maybe, maybe the head make up for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Shorty tried gave me the head, teething on my shit.
1: God, I damn. told her I
0: was like, man, I said, light up, lighten up on the teeth. <laughs> Still teething on it. Like, when I tell you, I told her like ten times, like stop using your teeth. She kept using. I thought like she was just doing this shit on purpose. I was like, you know what? I said you can stop. I said we. we I said we can just end this right here. Yo. I said we could we, call it a night. <clears throat> and like at the end of the night, like she, I feel like she still thought I was going to hit her up afterwards. I was like, yo, this this night was horrible. Like, why would I hit you up afterwards? She was like, hey, I want you to come out next week with me to go to dinner with me, my friend. Woo, whop, whop. Can you do that? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, the real thing uh, uh, I, I should have did would be like, yo, this this is not working, and just be real with her. That, that would I guess that's what a real man should have did. But when yeah, I tell you, I but, mean, yeah. but when I told you like that night, she like spilled her heart out to me saying like. I don't meet guys like you often. Like you just so like you can't you just can't break up with a girl when she just puts you on such a high pedestal. Like it's kind of just like damn. Like I don't want to be that type of nigga. Yeah. So you know, of course, I ghosted her afterwards. I mean, that ain't, that ain't shit. But I mean, that's my little uh my little catfish experience.
1: Damn, that's some wild shit, bro. That.
0: But one last point. Uh, <laughs> this comes from Dorothy. Dorothy. They kind of go into the whole transgender LGBTQ. Situation. Okay. She was saying that how come people take the LGBTQ movement more serious than like Black Lives Matters? So why do people take their traumas, their problems, their issues more serious than the issues of Black people? And before you answer, I want to answer it real quick. All right, that's cool. And Dorothy, this might, this might not be the answer you want, but I think the biggest issue is that Black people are is our biggest problem, and I'm I'm gonna just to say that we are the only race that will tear down our idols, that will talk about each other, like drag each other on social media for, for weeks, ignore politics, um, ignore the real social issues. And I ain't saying every black fault I'm talking about but the majority though. We do that. Like the mm-hmm. one thing I can say about different races, like white people, Donald Trump, when he fucks up, they still got his back. He grabbed people pussies, sexually harassed people. You know what they say? Oh, that's a real fucking man. That's my that's my fucking president. And he still made his dream possible. But say like a Bill Cosby has some, you know, allegations. We automatically call him a demon. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Russell Simmons. Same thing. Even if they did have a situation where they did do wrong, they did a lot of good for this community as well. And they tried to build us all together. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, we're so fast to kind of tear each other down and be like, ha, ha, he, he, the one person, that we don't really take the time to build each other up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're the only community that don't, don't Like, we're one of the biggest communities, the most influential communities. The black dollar is the fastest moving dollar in the United States and are the, the whole world. And we don't have no real buying power. You know what I'm saying? And that's an issue. And we can't just say, okay, oh, we wasn't taught. We got to learn.
1: Yeah, that's real shit.
0: And that's the difference between, I feel like, my generation and maybe my my parents and my grandparents' generation is that they actually put the groundwork in, all of them. And I'm not saying I'm perfect either. I got to put the groundwork in myself. But as a black community, we had to sit together. Like, that whole Deontay Wilder thing, that shit got me hot, yo. Mm. And I don't want to bring in, like, racing or anything. But it's just like, when this man knocking everybody out, you want to be on his nuts. Call Mm. him the brown bomber and call him that dude. As soon as he get knocked out, this man getting dragged on Twitter for like a week. And it's not even like, you know... Like, if it's funny, it's funny. But some of them are just like, all right now. Y'all just seem like, like I hate this dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it just be like that. Like, I feel like we don't really... Celebrate our kings and queens like we should. And I don't feel like sometimes our kings and queens always get back to us. Like, if I go back to college, I wasn't in no fraternities, but no white fraternities, they uh, little dorms, not dorms, they're big ass dorms that were just for them, was because they alumni would put money back into their program mm. and build that shit back up and reimburse it. The black, the black, uh, uh, the black uh, sor- uh, sororities, and fraternities was living in something like, I wouldn't say like rinky houses, but like, you know, some. Moderate houses, basically, like some that mm-hmm. you'll be like, all right, we're skimming our money together to get this shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's good for college, but it's not like having white boys is partying, mm-hmm. and them boys is partying. Yeah. But it's just like you know, they believe in putting money back into the next generation. Yeah, they believe in teaching the next generation. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They're not afraid to hide their secrets. Yeah, they know that, they, like you know, different races, like especially white folks, they know they they do fucked up shit, mm-hmm. but they know that it helped them progress as well. Mm. So they're willing to overlook that shit. Like, black folks, we don't overlook nothing when it comes to ourselves. But we do that with other races, though.
1: Mm.
0: And that shit deep, yo. And I, and like, I don't want to get that deep, Dorothy, but that's a, one of the real reasons why I think people don't take it that serious because we don't stand together. Mm. We're not a unit like how the trans community is because if, if one of them go down, oh, that whole community coming out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There is no gap in that in that whole group with black folks, you see a whole bunch of big gaps, because there was motherfucking snitching on Harriet Tubman, yeah, snitching on people that were trying to escape. all always people that you know sometimes had that crab in a bucket mentality, and that's one sad thing that was ingrained in us when we was coming over on the slave ships mm-hmm. to now. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna let you uh, say your your point.
1: Nah, that's some that's some real shit. Um, you you, you covered a lot of what I was thinking in my head. Um, But there's a lot of other points I want to add on to it to agree with you on that. Um, I just think that, you know, with us as black people, we take a lot of shit. We, We, we joke around too fucking much. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's, it's, it's a yin and a yang. Like we joke way too much, but then when you think about other people that, you know, other races that, you know, observe us and watch us, they find humor and interest in the shit that we joke about. So it makes it hard for us to realize that that's a main issue. Also, I believe that, you know, with us, we. We uh we lose hope very fast, you know, you have some Caucasians that would sit there and say, hey, um, you know, if I invest my money in this, I know it's going to take about 10 years to be able to build up this income to, you know, where I want it to be. And they they have more patience that I would say. You now you think about it as an African American male investing money in something. Let's say I'm if I'm giving like two thousand dollars as a male and, and and as an inner city you know resident, that two thousand dollars could be for other things like oh I'm paying for all those you know past due tickets that I've had that I had no opportunity to be able to pay for because I want to make sure I have a clean slate. Oh I want to be able to give my baby mother some money more money. Because, you know, the the amount that I'm supposed to give her increased based off the judge that I talked to. Or let's just say, you know, with the child that I'm talking like that I have right now, my child has a physical disability. And, you know, with that program that I got my child in, they actually went up in tuition. It, it goes with so many things, you know, and it, could, it stems back even from back in the day with Caucasians and then you know, Caucasians in general. They would know certain people that would help them get the better deal for what they're going through. Like, oh, okay, hey, you know, Johnny needs to get in this school. Can you help him out? Sure, I can help Johnny with that. You know, um, all he got to do is write this essay and I'll slide his essay through and he'll be able to get full, t- um, full tuition. But as an African male, like, I got to go through so many hurdles just for my child to be able to get a free tuition that it's a slight possibility that I won't that, that my child won't get that.
0: And also some black people push you through that, through that as well. They'd be like, it was hard for me, so I'll make it hard for you as well. Yeah. So you can prove it. And I yeah. feel like sometimes, like, yo, it's not about making it hard; It's about making it easier for each new generation.
1: Yeah. And honestly, that actually goes back to, you know, with this recent class that I went to. It pretty much taught me understanding of why sharing your resources is helpful in regards to building an individual because it helps them develop. But it also allows you to not be selfish towards what you had to fight for to help you in life. The whole thing is, like, for African-Americans, they find it as, okay, if it took me damn near two years to find this resource that's helping me in my life, you you got to go through your trials, too, to find that resource. And they, it's hard for them to say, hey, I want to share this type of, you know, gem with other people because, who knows, they might be able to get this gem that I have and actually... Benefit more than what I benefit from. And, you know, I don't knock their game, but at the same time, it's like there's other individuals that will probably better benefit from it and their circumstances that it's like to the point where you're allowing them to still stay in that, you know, that barrel where the crabs are at, where that person may not make it out. As successful as they want to be, so you got that. It's just it stems a lot, man. That's that's it's very broad with that, bro. Like, nah, it it, it gets deep. It does, yeah.
0: It gets deep, Dorothy. And I don't want to make it seem like you know we're just a guest our wrong. There's a lot of people that do mm-hmm. encourage their own and want want to see growth, but it's just not in the masses as it should be. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's that's that's just a sad truth, you know. So, I mean, we just gotta to stick together. I'm not trying to make this a black thing versus white thing. Mm-hmm but as a black community sometimes we just have to look at how we can find the the answer and not just look at the problem. I feel like sometimes we focus on the problem. Mm. We don't look at no we don't look at we will try to find different formulas how to fix it, you know. Yeah. And we're not going to get nowhere doing that. But uh I actually didn't mean to get this deep this episode. We actually get to 50 minutes, so it went way longer than I thought. So <laughs> I'm just going to cap it off right here. But I just want to say I want to thank my boy Ian for coming out here. Where, where? He drove two and a half hours. He's stationed out in Killeen, Texas.
1: Yep, middle of nowhere. Mm. I'm about to say, man. I just want to say <laughs>
0: I do appreciate a dog. Like I appreciate all the service you did for
1: this country. It's all love. Where, where? Uh, just drop your Instagram one more time for these people. E underscore chapter twenty seven is my Instagram, and I have some merchandise coming soon. Um, it would be displayed um very soon. Just keep on the lookout for that. I try to only advertise what I'm going through. So. You know, if you follow my main Instagram, you'll get further details and all that.
0: Yeah, sir. Make sure you rate, like, subscribe, and just subscribe to the Patreon. I'm telling you, we gonna have a lot of new content coming in. And whether you want to donate a dollar a month, five dollars a month, all that will be love. It's been your boy Trey the Rills from Real Last Conversations, and we gotta keep having these real conversations and real talks. It's all love. Peace.